0: This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn
1: more at trine.edu.
0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the exciting world of online education. Featuring myself, Kirsten, and my colleague and good friend, Cody.
1: Hi everyone. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University located in Angola, Indiana. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Onliners Podcast.
0: We apologize for the delay in episodes, and we are excited to be back. We are also excited that we have a new team member, Andrea Bierman, who has joined our Trend Online team as the Director of Instructional Design and Development. Andrea has been assisting us with writing episode scripts, so we will hopefully have more content for you each month. Today, Cody and I will be talking about different ways to engage students in online courses. Throughout this podcast, we'd like to provide you with some new strategies or give you hope for the strategies that you are already implementing in your programs.
1: We have collected research from several scholarly sources along with some educational websites to bring you a short list of ways to engage your students and excite them about your online course. The first is to establish a presence in the online classroom. I think there is this idea that online classes will be easier to teach and require less effort, but if anything, they really require more effort because online courses are technically open 24-7 from the day they begin until the day that they end. It is vitally important that instructors connect with the course frequently so that faculty presence is felt by the students. Here at Trine, we ask that faculty engage in their courses five or more days a week. The next thing we discuss often in our courses is the use of effective feedback. Feedback is very important for students because it's a way for instructors to communicate what students are doing well and where they can improve to be more successful in the course. Effective feedback should be helpful and timely. Feedback that is not delivered until the end of the course is not really helpful or timely. Feedback can be given using audio, video, or written. Studies show this helps students better connect with the instructors and feel less isolated. Oftentimes, you won't need to look any further than your university's learning management system to do this. If you are looking for something with more bells and whistles, you may consider using a third-party plugin or other web-based technologies. If you are unsure where to start, consult with your instructional designer, if you have one on staff, or with your Center for Teaching and Learning. Discussion forums
0: are also important for online students as they need that learner-to-learner interaction with other students and even with you, their instructor. Some programs require discussions each week of the course as it's the primary way for students to get that learner-to-learner interaction with students. Discussions can be lively when they are done correctly, but if you are just checking that box, they will probably be boring and ineffective. Here are a few ways to liven up your discussions. Have you ever used pictures in your discussion forums? What if you had a discussion forum that was entirely post of pictures and students replied to each other's pictures stating how it was related to coursework? This allows for applying concepts and requiring a deeper analysis and comprehension of the topics. Or maybe students develop infographs based on the discussion topic for the week. This allows for creativity, but also puts the students in charge of what they want to represent from the lesson. This shows you, the instructor, what was memorable from the course materials. Students could also create a video where they have to explain a concept with materials they have on hand. You could allow the student to use their creativity to create the video where the possibilities are endless on how the video is presented. If you like to take this route with students and require them to use a certain platform or software, be sure to also provide instructions on how to use the platform or direct them on where to
1: find the instructions. So now that we've reviewed some of the most common forms of engagement at Tran Online, let's dive deeper into new ideas and strategies. One study conducted by Puritan and Burke in 2020 offered four types of engagement, skills, emotional, participation, and performance. The goal of the study was to determine if a particular type of activity engages the five senses and builds suspense and leverages novelty and surprise to captivate students early in the course. This question comes up many times throughout the article. Did the five senses applied learning exercise increase a type of engagement in an online course? Skills are the abilities needed to succeed after coursework is completed, like can an accountant successfully complete an audit or can the nurse draw blood? Can the engineer solve problems? Emotional engagement refers
0: to the relevancy of an activity. Assigning a task just to fill time, but not meeting a learning objective is not useful. Assigning a task that fulfills a learning objective, but the student does not see its relevance is not emotionally engaging for that student. For example, if you have a course that's intro to baking and you ask students to fry something, those are both cooking methods, but frying is not baking. It is a silly example, but the students need relevancy. We all need relevancy. Have you ever sat in a meeting and thought, why am I even here? This is essentially the same thing.
1: Participation engagement is social presence, community, and meaningful interaction. This is the discussion forum again, but there are other ways for students to connect without discussions. There are opportunities for peer review, intentional interviewing between students, and group work. Interviewing between students can connect both participation engagement and emotional engagement. For example, in a human resources course, One of the learning outcomes might address the hiring of new employees. As an instructor, you could ask students to select a particular job in a designated industry and interview each other using questions relevant to hiring a new employee. Popular topics in interviews are leadership, teamwork, organization skills, and how to manage difficult situations. This is relevant to everyday life as they begin to interview for jobs, but also creates connectivity. Additionally, many interviews are conducting via Zoom or Skype, so learning how to do that now is a valuable skill. Lastly, performance engagement means that students are fueled by good grades and novel projects. If students are not receiving grades and feedback in a timely fashion, this engagement will not happen. There are always those instructors who do not provide feedback within a reasonable period of time, and it is so frustrating. Have you ever had this happen? Maybe not. But consider this, you take your car to a mechanic, they say they will call you in a couple hours to let you know the diagnosis, and they end up not calling back or returning your phone calls for several days. You are frustrated and do not know how to proceed. That's how a student feels without appropriate feedback. So be timely, it helps with student success. These are all great examples, and I know students really appreciate
0: those real life learning activities. And the next source we are going to reference has similar ideas, so I want to highlight the new ideas we have not already discussed. There was was a study conducted in Australia published in 2019 by Stone and Springer that suggested using student demographic data to ensure course content is timed and targeted to your audience. Data can be very helpful as an instructor. It makes sense to use data to educate ourselves about our students. When I teach a class, I love to learn more about each of my students. Learning about your students can help you be a better, more engaging instructor. For example, if I know that Wendy is an HR supervisor, I might provide her feedback on an assignment that can relate back to her career. Or if I know that John is not in a leadership role yet, but has plans to be in a leadership role as one of his goals in his career, I can tailor my feedback to him to help build upon his leadership skills. Each student brings a unique perspective and has a different background. Getting to know your students can help you engage with students on discussion forums or provide feedback on assignments that is meaningful to
1: their goals. Another study that focuses more on video lectures surveyed students in both graduate and undergraduate programs. Overall, students found the pre recorded video lectures helpful in explaining the course, providing valuable connections, and insight into the materials. There are students who appreciate video lectures. But videos are always preferred by all students, so it's ideal to have a mix of learning activities to meet the needs of all students. It is important to note that if videos are used in a course, it must also be captioned and a transcript is recommended as well. If captioning software is used, the captions must also be proofread to verify accuracy. Accurate captioning and transcripts makes video lectures accessible to all students, regardless of their circumstances. There's another resource that we found, and that's called Ditch the Textbook, and it's a blog.
0: And they provide daily resources for creating more engaging exercises for students. Here are some of the strategies that they provide that might help you. Ask students instead of telling students to do something. Think about the long-term results this could have in your class. Studies suggest that current students prefer non-routine, interpersonal, and analytical work to the traditional, repetitive forms such as quizzes and posting and discussions week after week in a course. The blog also recommends substance over style. If the strategy does not help learners meet the objective, it is likely not worth the effort. Another thought they had was less focus on asking right questions and more of asking relevant questions. And the last takeaway ends with a quote on mindsets. Students are either renters or owners of their education. This means that renters are those students who feel that they have to be there. And owners are the dedicated caretakers who put in the time to have a memorable and worthwhile experience. Thank
1: you for joining us today. We appreciate you listening in on our student engagement ideas. As usual, all our sources for the podcast will be listed on the Onliners webpage, which is theonliners.transistor.fm. If you try any of these strategies given in the podcast or have student engagement ideas that have worked for you... Please share them with us on Facebook at The Onliners Podcast or email us at theonliners at trine.edu. Remember to follow us on Facebook, too. We appreciate all of our listeners. We hope you tune in to the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu.